0: Today's episode is number one in a three-part series where I'm gonna take you into the Squabbles Aggression Trifecta, talking about the three reasons why people are mean and a simple solution to stop them. Today, we're focusing on bothering. I'll see you there. Want to know how to really improve school culture? Hey, I'm your host, Jeff Veely, and this is the Campus Peace Podcast. Join me after school as we discuss how to empower students, boost staff morale, and squash squabbles. Thanks for listening to the Campus Peace Podcast. I'm excited to begin this series where we're going to look at the aggression trifecta. Uh, This comes from Squabbles. If you're not familiar with Squabbles, that is the conflict resolution system that I've uh, co-authored and helped create with uh, my colleagues, Brooks Gibbs, Chris Schufel, and we're so excited to see this being used to success in schools. If you've not checked it out before, just go to jeffveely.com forward slash Squabbles. I'll put a link in the show notes here too, so that you can just, uh, Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, click, and it'll bring you right there. The fun thing about Squabbles is that we take a playful approach to a painful problem. So we essentially took uh, bullying prevention, conflict resolution, social and emotional learning, resilience, education, threw them all in a hat, gamified it all, and so kids are actually learning through games. So not only are they understanding about the power imbalance that a lot of people call bullying, but they're understanding where problems start. A lot of times people think about bullying, it's like chronic, it goes on and on and on, it's every parent's you know, worst nightmare, it gives teachers and administrators headaches all the time, but everything starts on the squabble level. Well, What's a squabble? It's a noisy argument, it's a petty disagreement that has the potential to get out of control. But what if we taught kids to solve the problem on the squabble level, before the behavior was repeated over time? Before, there was this uh, consistent imbalance of power of kids trying to one-up each other. So that's what I want to focus on in this three-part series. This will be part number one. Now, if you've ever seen the Squabbles logo, you'll see that there's three emojis. There's three different faces, and they all have a different expression. And the reason why is they're representing three different reasons why people are mean. We've chosen this as our logo because we realize when we teach the students the three reasons why people are mean, and they're able to identify that. They're able to supply uh, apply a simple solution and stop that behavior almost immediately. In fact, it happens quickly and easily. And again, we teach this through games. But today we're going to focus on the red emoji in the Squabbles logo. If you're following along online or if you've seen our logo before, you know what I'm talking about. This is sort of a mischievous looking face, it's uh this little emoji guy is clearly up to no good. This person wants to like mess with you a little bit. You just kind of see little eyebrows are raised and just it's it almost looks like my little brother, I feel like growing up. <laughs> it's that uh that look of bothering. And that's one of the reasons why someone is mean. They want to bother you. Now, what does this look like in the real world? Well, this is a person who wants to see you uh, kind of suffer. They, you know, they, don't, they don't necessarily want to hurt you, but they want to annoy the snot out of you. This is a person who wants to establish that imbalance of power. They take pleasure in just driving you crazy, having psychological control or power over you. They're going to say or do anything they can to try to drive you nuts. It's what sociologists call dominance behavior. They want to have power over you. And if you get upset with their provoking behavior, if you get upset, you lose and they win. Now they've got power over you. You've just given them the power by getting upset. You allowed them to evoke an emotional response out of you. Man, now they're in control. Bummer. How do we stop this? And better yet, how do we as educators teach students how to stop this? Well, the first thing we want to do is sort of help them identify the behavior. You see, if someone's uh, bothering, there's three emojis, right? Someone either wants to joke with you, they're either joking, they're hurting, or they're bothering. A jokester is always trying to crack jokes, they're trying to roast you. Someone who's trying to hurt you, they might say or do things because they feel hurt by you, so they're going to try to hurt you and watch you suffer, but a bother just wants to annoy the snot out of you. So this could come in the form of verbal insults, this could come in the form of rumors, or uh, you know, someone gossiping and spreading something online, what the world would call cyberbullying. Now remember, if you listen to any of my stuff, you know I don't like the word bullying, that's why we say squabbles, we're trying to get kids away from this abstract word that drives us all crazy, it doesn't give us any information, you know, what is bullying? It means so many different things, and it means nothing, it's way overused. So if a kid's got a squabble, we say, well, do you think they're trying to hurt you? Are they trying to joke with you? Or are they trying to bother you? Do they want to drive you nuts? And the kid might say, no, no, yeah, they're trying to bother me. Like they were like poking me with their pencil in art class. You say, oh, yeah, clearly they weren't trying to joke with you, probably. They're trying to annoy you. Okay. And there's a one-word response that you can teach a kid who is being bothered. And it's this. So... I'll give you an example. Uh, When I'm doing an assembly for students, I'll often say, okay, I'm going to teach you how to deal with someone who's bothering you. Y'all ready? Everybody on the count of three say so. I go, one, two, three kids say so. I say, okay, that's going to be your your response. Are you ready? Say, you are so ugly. They say so. You can't sit at my lunch table. So. You know what? You can't come to my birthday party. So. You need to find a different seat on the bus. So. And no matter what I say with all these different things that could provoke kids, they respond so. What I'm having them practice is really two skills that I teach as the peace sign the peace sign approach to social aggression. And these two steps are this if you hold two fingers in the air making a peace sign, here's your two steps. Step one, don't get upset, be emotionally resilient. Step two, treat your enemy like a friend. Don't treat him like an enemy. It'll make things way worse. Treat him like a friend. Don't get upset. Treat him like a friend. Be calm. Be kind. The only way someone can bother you and have power over you is if you are upset by their insults. If you allow yourself to be provoked by their behavior, if you allow their words, their actions to anger you. But if you have the attitude of so, so what? I don't care. She can say what she going to say. She's going to say it anyway. <laughs> it's a free country. He can think or say whatever he wants. not going to try to stop him. You know, if someone wants to spread a rumor online, like I can block him, but I can't like hit a button on my end and like shut down their Instagram account. They're going to say what they're going to say. Oh, snap. She's Snapchatting about me. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to let her go. Right? Often there's nothing we can do really to control other people. You can say, well, you could tell on them. Yeah, because it's going to make them like you way more, right? (laughs) No, it's going to make things worse for you. You report it. Now, there's certain things we need to report, right? Criminal behavior, someone trying to hurt your body, someone trying to, you know, take or break your property. Okay, these are criminal offenses. But when someone's just trying to squabble with you, someone's just trying to start a little issue with you and have some beef with you, it's way better to show them that you're emotionally resilient just show them it doesn't bother you, to show them that you are unfazed by their insults and behavior than it is to try to punish them and get the police or the authorities to come in and try to stop that person and force them to be nice. It'll never work anyway. You know, Aristotle uh, said so many years ago that a government can never make its people moral. It's true you can't force people to be nice. We've tried for the last 20 years over the anti-bullying movement to legislate niceness across the United States, all research shows it's been a complete fail. But if we can teach kids that they don't have to get upset, that they have a choice, that it's not the uh, things that happen to them, it's not the events that upset them, but their thoughts about them and their interpretation of their significance, whoa, that's a powerful thing. Kids' minds are blown all the time. Uh, you know, I'll teach them in a school assembly, and even, like, young ones, I have ways that I explain it through stories and illustrations where they get it, even though it's a, a sort of a, a advanced concept, right? What I'm teaching them is essentially uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, Right. Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy, teaching them that there's an A, B, and a C. First of all, there's an activating event. There's something that you think makes you mad. And then C, you've got this emotional consequence. You you feel upset. You feel angry. But in between the A and the C is the B. What is B? B is your belief system. B is what you're telling yourself inside your head during that activating event. You're either calming yourself down or you are revving yourself up. And so often, when something happens, when someone starts to bother us, no matter whether, no matter what that activating event looks like, when they start to bother us, we tell ourselves the wrong thing. We base on our, our belief system on something totally false. We make irrational demands. And since that person isn't behaving to our expectations, we actually upset or anger ourselves. So let me give you an example. Let's say activating event. A kid is calling me a fat. This happened to me all the time growing up. I was a really big kid. In fact, you probably heard me talk about our sponsor on here before, My Pure Health Solutions. It's true. They helped me lose over 70 pounds. You want to learn how I did it? Go to jeffspurehealth.com. I'll give you all the secrets. It's free. Check it out. But anyways, kids used to call me fat. So let's say here's my activating event. Hey, Jeff, you're fat. Check out the belief system. They don't have any right to say that to me. I'm not fat. I'm not the biggest kid in this school. Who do they think they are? I'm not going to let them insult me. You can see I'm actually angering myself. I'm upsetting myself. The emotional consequences, I verbally throw up, you know, some sort of comeback and, and anger and stomp away. But what if I changed my B? What if I changed those thoughts that I was having, what I was telling myself on the inside would it really change uh, the response? The answer is yes. Jeff, you're fat. I see how they're just trying to make me upset. It's true. I'm, I'm a bigger kid. Like, I, I get it. I love tacos. Not willing to give them up. You know, I, I know they're just trying to make me mad. If I get upset, they're going to say it again and again and again. They're going to think it's funny. I need to chill out. Jeff, make a joke. Jeff, make a joke about your fat. And I have this attitude of so. You know, I could either make a joke about myself or I could just play it cool and say, hey, you know what, if you want to call me fat, it's fine. Uh, I love tacos. (laughs) I could say, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to call me fat, it's your right in free speech. We live in America. Go ahead. It's not going to ruin my day, though. Like, I don't care if you call me fat. You think you're the first person to ever call me fat? Like, people call me fat all the time. I hear it at home. Man, I hear it at school. I hear it on the bus. I hear it when I try to go play sports. I'm not good at that because I can't run fast. (laughs) Like, you want to call me fab, bring it. I'm going to have an awesome day anyway. That's the attitude and the power of so. I was unfazed by their insults. I protected my emotions, and as a result, I didn't look like I was out of control. I looked like I was in control. We must teach this to students. We must teach them how to be unfazed by the mean behavior of others. We can't force everybody else to be nice, but we can help students by empowering them to, with social and emotional learning skills, teaching them how to resolve conflicts and how to grow strong, not on the outside fighting, but how to be strong on the inside. That is the definition of true strength. If you want to learn more about this uh, and you're listening before March 4th, 2020, uh, well, then join me. Wednesday, March 4th, I am doing a webinar on Squabbles. I'm going to show you way more than what I could do here, and I'm even giving training credit plus giving you these Squabbles Intervention Games for free. So I'm putting a link right now in the show notes. If you want to join me for that webinar, there's an option to join me March 4th at 10 a.m. or 7 p.m., so during your workday. Or after work, it's all sponsored by the Campus Peacebuilding Initiative and also my friends at My Pure Health Solutions. I hope to see you there. If you enjoyed today's show, please help me achieve an A+. Simply take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Then catch up on episodes and grab some free resources over at campuspeacepodcast.com.